Today is Thursday, April 30th, 2020, and you're tuned in to the Too Fast Podcast, where the future farmers and agricultural specialists are serving you the weekly scoop on the world. And I'm your host, Candle the Farm Plug. This podcast is brought to you by Tuskegee University's College of Agriculture, Environment, and Nutrition Sciences, Tuskegee University Cooperative Extension Program, and Anchor FM. We're currently available on many platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Breaker Audio, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, and Radio Public. Welcome back. This is part two of our interview with Dr. Kara Woods. Um, you know, this is the Too Fast podcast, and it's it's the future farmers and agricultural specialists. So, what advice do you have? Would you have for anyone who's looking to get into not only just agriculture related, but anything that has to do with you know natural resources, the environment? Even um, when we think about natural resources, looking at our community and our people and our our culture and our and our black institutions as a form of natural resources as well. What advice would you have to some future farmers and agricultural specialists? You know, this is kind of stepping outside of my wheelhouse. I'll be honest because I I was not the agriculture um, specialist as far as the the program went. I was more of the history and public policy. But I would I would definitely just say like starting young. I think that one of the major connections that we're missing as a people is a connection to land, um, and that. And, or, and like and then also a connection to the beauty of the earth and that requires like not littering like I was taught in fourth grade like don't be a litter bug and I feel like we just a lot of us have just lost that and just you know are, just are living for these x amount of years but we're not thinking about the impact I think that starting a garden I have a beautiful garden I have to say I'm gonna like pump my own horn I have a beautiful garden in my backyard that my dad built for me you know, some girls want ponies, other girls want gardens. And my dad bought, like built me a beautiful garden. Like the connection to that, the connection of going every day and seeing what I'm growing and seeing that it's living or it's dying or it needs this. Like that connection is a beautiful thing. And then the connection that we need as far as older farmers. Um, Dr. Hill, Dean Hill asked me that at my um dissertation defense like what is something that we need i i really feel like the connection that we have lost with older farmers and older techniques and just understanding what farming really means um i think we've lost that it's become a money game it's become a you know what's hot right now but if if we're talking to like grandpas and grandmothers and we're talking about okay how how we're rotating it and how you know not every year is going to be a good a yield and I think that's something that needs to be brought brought out more. It's almost like a we need some more anthropologists in the world, you know. And I think that's the part of agriculture that I'm missing, and maybe that's because I'm coming from the social scientist background and not the 
the actual agriculture background. But I think the importance of like what you're producing out of the field, but also like who you're meeting out in the field is is so important. And that's what I would I don't, I don't know if that's advice, but I guess that's my own little, like, spiel on it. Yeah, I mean, it's about building community, you know, and, and I think you even touched on that when you were reflecting on your own story, is having a community around you and understanding how that is a form of self-care, right? And I would For be sure. remiss if I didn't bring up, you know, the COVID-19 situation. And so you, you also touched on that a little bit earlier about how, you know, you were going to be walking this year, and, and unfortunately you won't be able to do that. But um, how does your research impact COVID or how is COVID impacting your research? And, and what what opportunities do you see for the future of your research at post-COVID-19? Yeah, um, I, I think that as far as, as, far as political partic- participation, and we're looking at this 2020 election, um, and it's, we're, we're looking at how people are voting. I think that's COVID is crucial, right? Because we're we're seeing how in Wisconsin that people were, you know, have may have contracted the virus because they were in waiting lines to vote. And we're looking at the African American impact and how, you know, we're outnumbered as far as the patients and those who are dying of COVID. And then we're also thinking about voter suppression, which is still going on. Um and that, you know, although that might not be uh, highlighted in my dissertation, like I said, it's still a passion of mine. And so when we're thinking about these Black communities who are already suppressed and as far as voting capacity and participation, how, you know, you might be scared to go and vote because you have these pre-existing conditions that can also be, you know, okay, what are we looking for as agriculturally? Are we eating processed food? Are we eating fresh food? Do we have that? Are we in a food desert? You know, those type of questions. Um, I think that COVID has, is definitely going to be highlighted in this 2020 election cycle, especially how we are voting, like whether it is in person, whether it is, you know, by by mailing and by mailing, we can go back to air property because, yes, I can have something mailed to me and it can be air property. But that doesn't mean that I live in that air property um, on that air property, or that doesn't mean that multiple people are not living on their air property. So, you know, it, it's, it still goes back to having the land, being able to utilize it for all that is worth, right? Because we're having this invaluable piece of land that we're, we're not using. And then also knowing that because that we have bought this land in this area, it has a political impact. And the political impact is deeper than just, you know, where we are. It could be, you know, to our state, to our nation. And so um, I think I did that pretty nice. I think I I wove that well. But yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think I think COVID, especially with with voting, is going to be very interesting because we can't we can't go out and canvas. Or we, or we shouldn't. We shouldn't, as of right now, in my opinion, go out and canvas neighborhoods for, for voters like we normally would. And so that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, um, you know, I am so being just, you know, honestly speaking, really over the whole this this COVID craze right now. Um, 
But I, yeah. I am interested in in the opportunities that we have as a country and a society to really right a lot of the inequities and the inequalities that we're seeing that are really being, you know, that we've been talking about, but are being, you know, forced into a place that where they are un, unignorable, they're unavoidable now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, in, in terms of the future of your research, and I guess this this new society that we're all in the process of building right now, um, what are some of your future plans? Like, where can we see Dr. Woods in the next three, five, and 10 years? Ooh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not know. And um, I've, I've been telling myself this story, right? Because, you know, you have to, like, like, just like in COVID, how you have to keep on telling yourself that it's okay and everything's going to be all right. In life, you have to do that, too. So um, people would ask me, you know, now you're going to get this PhD. What are you going to do? And I, my answer would be, like, I, I don't know. And I still don't. And one of the reasons is because I do not want to have blinders on. Opportunities happen every day. Being on this podcast was a great opportunity. And I don't want to think that I have blinders on to a certain opportunity that I miss others. So right now I'm looking at opportunities, looking at where I could, you know, put my services, but also knowing that because of COVID, I don't know how it's going to go. Um, But I think that, you know, like I said, the passion is still going to be there. Right. So, you know, volunteering, voting um, with with voting rights, um, with registration, with those type of organizations, that's still going to be there for sure. Hopefully I can get paid doing that, but we will see. Um, and, and then we can, we can look back and, and like I say, even in, in future research or in, in future endeavors, we're looking at articles and um, books, book chapters, so we're really trying to get this into some some written word so we can take it with us. And, um, you know, that's exciting, but it's also more work. <laughs> so but that's OK. Um, so I think that's also some some future venues um, down that I and with the help of my advisors are looking into as well. Wow, man. So before we wrap, do you have any shout outs? I know you said your community, like your parents got you, they held you down on a rent. So who are some other shout outs? <laughs> well, my my dad, Daryl Woods, my mother, Janet Woods, my sister, Kayla Woods, um, Dr. Robert Zavala, Dr. Hannon, those are my co-advisors, uh, Dr. Brazelton, Dr. Fall, Dr. DeMay, that's the rest of my committee. Um, you know, my family and friends, you know, I got to shout out Dr. Jazz and Dr. Lunsford for being in here with me, for being the first cohort, but also all of my IPPD loves, you know, I, it's just, it's, I have it in my like dedication of my, um, of my dissertation and it's, you know, it just, yeah. So like all of them people. And then like my, I have to, you know, I have to thank my ancestors. I have to thank my angels. I have to thank people who put a voice in me when I didn't know I had one. And so, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing to say that there's, there's not many times in my life that I was not uplifted. And I, I think that that's something that I am continuously grateful, like grateful for and can never do enough to say thank you or to repay like you know so 